Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Inside the birds is back. What's going on, everybody? It's Jeff Mosher and Adam Kaplan. Another pregame inside the birds as we will preview the Eagles versus the Washington Commanders. And you're going to have to wait a little bit because the game is on Monday night football. Second time this year the Eagles have been on Monday night football, uh, which, by the way, I'm, I, I don't love as a reporter. Adam, I don't know if you like it, but I mean, it's cool that we get Sunday to kind of like watch football games. I, although I wind up using, doing like a thousand things, but I just exactly. hate waiting around till Monday night to, to do the game. And players don't like it either. I know. Cause they know they're on a short week. The Eagles play uh, next Sunday against, Oh my gosh. They're at the Jeff Saturday Colts. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What, what, it's, it's, you know, I've seen, I've seen a lot out there. Um, some, you know, NFL ex players who, who work for networks are killing the Eagles schedule. Like, some stuff's pretty – I mean, what they're saying is not false. It's if you go game by game, the Eagles will play this team without this player and that player, without, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But you you play who's on your schedule. So yeah, you it's not like they can do anything about it. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And by the way, the, the whole league is like this. It's it's a down year for the league. Scoring, scoring's been up a, over the last two or three weeks, but it's still way down over last year. Yeah. So it, it's just the league is down. I mean, look at the NFC South. My goodness, what an absolute garbage. That is true. That is true. We know, and we've talked about it. We know that there will be some, there'll be some tests between now and the end of the year for the Eagles. And maybe Monday night, the Washington's playing, playing better. Maybe they, maybe the commanders will be the first. I don't know. I'm kind of have some doubts, but we'll see. Um, But there'll be some tests. I mean, it's not like the Eagles are going to get all the way to the Super Bowl without having faced, or the playoffs without having faced one decent team. They already beat Dallas, and they already beat Minnesota, and those teams are are winning and stockpiling wins, so they they got to be at least somewhat good. So it's not as bad as people say. Right. On Cooper Cup, okay, at Cooper Rush, he played. Okay, so it's Dak's back. Okay, so that excuse is gone now, unless Dak gets hurt again. So that should be a very tough test on Christmas Eve. Mm Mm-hmm. The Giants, the Giants are been a shocker. It's that they they're down the same receivers they've been down all season. Other than Kenny Galladay might even play this week, but Tony's long gone. Traded the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They they have pretty much who they they're going to have. Oh, the Packers right. just Packers stink. The <laughs> Titans are incredible in defense. They were you know folks. If you didn't see that Sunday night game, the Chiefs only scored one touchdown <laughs> passing, and they threw the ball sixty eight times. Sixty eight. That is incredible. Is that a record for fewest num- points scored on most pass attempts? Crazy, and the crazy thing is they almost ran a hundred plays. I, uh, it's which is sick. It's, it's crazy, and they want they that refused to run it. The old school Eagle fans hated Andy because he wouldn't run the football. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but look, they're going to have some tests, as you said, and uh, they're not going to be undefeated this season. Um, I, I, I know, I, know I, I don't believe in the law of averages. I just believe that it's who you play. One of these teams, whether it's the Giants, although the Eagles are a very good road team, by the way, one of the best in the NFL over the last two seasons, whether it's Tennessee and Philly, whether it's at the Giants or here against the Giants, whether it's at the Cowboys, they'll get one loss. But if, if some mm-hmm. way they run the table, I mean, obviously the schedule gets harder. That's the one thing we have to understand, that they're going to play the better teams in the playoffs. But the funny thing mm-hmm. is they almost – if well, for, first of all, if they, if they went out and go undefeated in the regular season, they're their number one seed. 
There you go. That would be amazing. Uh, by the way, the law of averages is something it, – it's not a believe or don't believe. It's just a law. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. It doesn't mean you're going to lose just because the law of averages decided that day you're losing. But whenever they do lose, that's when the law of averages kicked in and said, well, you aren't going to win every single game for the rest of your life. Well, I'd say this much. If they lost to, like, the Colts next week, mm-hmm. then the people who brought up the Eagles are going to be flat, like they were flat against Houston for a half. I mean, that, those people are going to win out. They're going to oh, see, I told you they were. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. You know, absolutely. You, know, you get that. And and yeah. this staff has a very, very good way of reaching these players. The players buy in. Yeah. I I just don't, I, I believe you, you are. Like the Andy Reid teams, before we move on here, with, when, with the Eagles, even they could play a team that was down 10 players. For some <laughs> reason, sometimes they just come out flat. You You've seen the video where Andy points to the uh, the camera, goes play like that. Yes, yeah. That's when the guys would come out flat. You have to yell at them. That's that's your job as a coach. When the guy, you can, you can tell right. too sometimes, you know. Right. But the Jaguars. Jason Devon alluded to that. He said Andy wouldn't necessarily change things up to attack certain things when yes. when guys were hurt all the time. They would he would just run his plays. Right. And and Nick Sirianni and his group when they were what were they down fourteen nothing against Jacksonville in week four was it? Yes. I wish that was a game where I'm like, for sure, there's no way they're coming back. And then they rolled. I mean, they rolled. Right. Uh, you know, they won that game by eight. But they that proved to me that this team could turn it on and turn it off, which obviously they've done a bunch of times this season. No but doubt about it. That was interesting. All right. Well, you can turn us on on Monday night from 5 o'clock to 7 p.m. We will be at Rivers Casino and Sportsbook for the ITB pregame show. Myself, Adam. Jason Avant and Trey Thomas will be pinch hitting for Greg Cosell. Always great when we have Trey and Jay uh, together on the pregame show. They bounce things off each other. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, and then, of course, the postgame show will start as close to the ending as possible. It'll be late. So it'll be myself, Adam, and Trey Thomas. Look forward to that. Uh, join our Patreon community, patreon.com slash inside the birds. We're in our planning stages of our next uh, bonus, two bonus podcasts are Ask ITB live stream, and then of course our interview, uh, our continuing chalk talk series interview that we're going to be doing with a former NFL head coach. We're just uh, wrapping up the scheduling on that, and we'll let you know as soon as we're ready. But if you want to see it, you'll have to be a subscriber, and that's Patreon.com/slash Inside the Birds. Adam did a uh, chat as he always does every Wednesday night on Discord with our subscribers. How'd that go? Were there good questions as there always are? Uh yeah, I it, it was an okay crowd. No, the guys are great. The guys ask good questions, good banner. Oh, mm-hmm. John D. Flippo, by the way, he he, and it won't be a problem. He just got named. Shout named, out, yeah, New Orleans Breakers USFL head coach. Uh, John's actually looking for a GM. That's his next job. Uh, he yeah, he hired. It's kind of weird. Like a, it's kind of cool though. They get they, the head coaches in that league run the run the whole thing. Right. So they hire their own GM, their own personnel guys. So we'll see who he hires, but. There's I can think of somebody to... who'd be perfect. How about you and I? We, why don't we yeah. tag him and be his GM? How great. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they have a personnel director. I think it's just the GM, a head coach, and a bunch of assistant coaches. Let's and do they're it. Gonna be, they're going to be in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. It's the Breakers and then the the uh, Birmingham Stallions. They're the teams that will actually be stationed in Birmingham all, for the four or five months that they have their season. But uh, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool thing. And John may have wound up doing TV. Who knows? With, this uh, would Fox. be John's first head coaching gig yes. in professional yeah. football, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's interviewed for uh, like two or three over the years uh, in the NFL. Yep, uh, Bears, Niners, and uh, the Cardinals. I think Jets. Oh, well, that's right. Okay, I thought it was Jets. Okay. Yeah, no, the Jets. They remember they blocked him from interviewing. Oh, right, right, right. Todd Bowles was going to hire him, and uh, his OC. Yeah, and he blocked him. Uh, that yeah, and, and Jeffrey Lurie is the one who actually did that, if I recall correctly. Yes, well, good, good for John. We we're excited, and I know he's already said he'll still be able to come on oh, yeah. with us when we want him to. So that'll be a great thing. Plus, it'll be awesome to just ask him about his experience being head coach there yeah. uh, and what's going on in um, in that league. So that'll be great. For sure. All right, let's talk about some injuries facing both teams going into this Monday night showdown. We'll start with Washington. It's amazing how things work out, but Carson Wentz's return uh, to Philadelphia. Not his return to Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, this game is in Philly. Uh, return to Philadelphia spoiled by the fact that he's not going to be playing in the game. I mean, how how much time in the offseason 
we talk about, oh, this game, this game's going to be a great one. This is Carson Wentz yeah. comes back to Philly. It's going to be like McNabb. Come, and, and it's really not going to be anything. So – he he. I, here's the thing: Is he going to come with the team? Well, he can't, he's not clear. He well, he had he. This is the fourth game of the the IR stint, right? But he's allowed to travel, right? In street clothes, isn't he? Um, you know, it's funny. The Patriots don't bring their injured players. They keep that. Some teams have rules like they just won't bring them. They I keep wonder them if he's going to stay home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the point would be. Not that it's far that they have to come, right? Uh, and then Jahan Dotson. We we mm-hmm. alluded to this on our last show. We said we were hearing he would start working. He did on Thursday. Yep. Uh, he's been hurt for five weeks. Uh, we'll see. They'll they'll learn yep. more later today, and then on Saturday, JD JD McKissick, who's supposedly their passing down back, will will break this down later because his role, the the, the roles at running back have completely changed for Washington. Mm-hmm. McKissick's really not their passing down back anymore. He he'll see time if he ever plays this neck injury uh mm-hmm. he'll see some time but he's not the primary passing down back anymore uh and then you know their line is they their line from um the last time the eagles played them they, they in fact if you go back to week one they're down three linemen west schreitzer who is the right, right. Guard, who's who's man he must have a bad concussion he's still out he's not playing this week he's still in ir and then chase really is probably going to be out for the season uh who's their center with the with the right knee surgery right that's a shame and then uh, Chase Young's close. He might be activated. They have by league rule. I don't know why the heck they do this. I think it's stupid. Mm-hmm. But they give them if you play on Monday night, you're allowed to act. You're allowed to r- remove players from reserve list by 4 p.m. on Monday instead of you know two like all the other teams. Mm-hmm. The day uh, the day before the game, which would be Sunday. Nope, they get till Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. He's on reserve, physically unable to perform, mm-hmm. and it, he's very close. Right now, it's got a real shot to happen. Now, I don't know how much he'd play if he does get activated. And then both of their middle linebackers have not practiced in two weeks. Cole Holcomb, Cole Holcomb and David Mayo. You'll see John Bostick in there again. He started last week. I, I thought Mayo was limited on Wednesday. Night, uh, Wednesday Was he I, not? He didn't, from what I heard, he didn't do very much. Okay. So okay. On Thursday. So he's going to have to show that he can go. Holcomb hasn't practiced in over two weeks. Right. So that's it. So Washington's got their challenges, obviously. So uh, on, particularly on their offensive line, where the Eagles could sh- absolutely embarrass them. Of course, Wentz held on the ball too long for those nine sacks. Some yeah. are on him. Some are on the offensive line. But Heineke does get rid of it quicker. He's a much he, he's much better athlete than running in the straight line. Yes. Yeah. We will get into that. You know, it really sucks to see a guy um, on like Schweitzer on, on IR from a concussion, man. You just hope everything's okay there. Exactly. Exactly. My thoughts when I, when I looked, looked it up, I was like, wow, this is it's like, like six weeks. It's pretty bad. Yeah. That's rough. So, yeah. So Eagles, we don't know when Jordan Davis is going to return exactly. Um, yep. From his high ankle and whatever else is going on there. Uh, I think uh, from what I understand, he's going to have to have um, like a recheck, which is normal, you know, while you're while you're out on mm-hmm. IR, they they recheck you, okay, and see how things are progressing. And so that, that I think that's what from what I understand, that's coming up soon, okay. sometime next week. They're going to have to recheck it out and see if it's it's much. getting better. If not, they may have to consider some uh, some other options from there. Okay, we'll uh, Josiah Scott with the ankle did some light work on Thursday. Josh Job, unfortunately, got added back to the injury report. He's been hurt a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they could really use him with all the problems they're having at the corner with injuries. With a, now with a hamstring, so he's back on the injury report. Then the big one is Avante Maddox, who got hurt late last game. Uh, Doesn't sound promising for what we understand for him to be able to play this week, but they do have the extra day. Mm-hmm. Man, this year it's been really like I've not seen it like this around the league with guys with hamstring injuries. More often than not, they're not playing the pre, the next week, mm. the following week after getting hurt. Uh, and plus, he did get hurt late in the game. So I thought all of this new wave stuff that every NFL team is doing, uh, you know, lighter practices, more sports science was to prevent these hamstring and soft tissue injuries. Yeah, Eagles are just they've had their they've had their share of ankle and hamstring. But yeah. uh, the good thing is they've not been long term that this that's the part of it where sports science helps you. Like unlike with the Raiders, Recovery. my goodness gracious. Oh, and then your guy Keenan Allen with the Chargers. I mean uh, don't get me started. Fantasy. I, know I, I got him on a team. It, yeah, he 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 has only played three games this season. The last game he got hurt, he he re-injured his hamstring, so he ain't playing this week either. Um, now the question would be, and we'll get to the matchups later, just to to start that off. In terms of what the Eagles can do, they only have two choices: it's either Zach McPherson who can play inside or outside, 
or move one of the safeties. Gardner Johnson, I don't think they want to do that. I, I, I don't think they want him having to go back. And, I agree. I don't think they would do that. My, my sense on that. I, I agree. It just at this point, then who do you do? You, do you play? Do you play more sort of a three safety look because that would ask you to get Kavon Wallace on the field more, and I'm not sure that they're really thrilled oh, no. when he is. No, they did. No, they did elevate Andre Sachere. Uh, yep, but this is not a guy who you know has been playing a whole lot of defense this year. I don't know what they do there, man. I, re- I I don't know if maybe they play more base and then just try to have one of the linebackers and cover it, like, like Kaiser White, try to handle the job of a slot. He can run really well. I mean, I wouldn't want him matched up against a healthier Jahan Dotson or Curtis Samuel, but you can sort of bracket and do some things. I don't know. It's going to be pretty interesting to see what they do. But this is certainly a real – I think it's even more of a weakness than not having Jordan Davis for them. Oh, oh, oh yeah. You, you could – there's yeah. certain things you can do with you with, with those with the issue of a tackle. I mean, look. By the way, it's not like with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Eagles aren't with, they have their starting D tackles. They just have to play better against the run and certain things have to happen. Right. We talked to folks, if you didn't see our, or listen to our, our, uh, our tape review show, we got some really good stuff on why they're strong against the run. And part of it is on the players themselves. It's not, you know, people want to blame the D coordinator. You can blame all you want, but they have the same players. They just have to do a better job. And that it's the confluence of challenges you've got and they're not coming together. The problem is some guys are trying to get vertical. Sometimes they're, sometimes they're mm-hmm. playing the run correctly. Sometimes they're not, sometimes they're not lying correctly. And they, it's all, it's all tape study stuff. It's stuff. Sometimes you just got to coach it a certain way. And, but with here, yep. you're just without player. Like, yeah. And, and, and Cosell told us that Jordan Davis is not playing particularly well. No, but he's a body. I mean, he's a body. Right. And, and there would be like three or four plays where he does really do his job. Well, that, that matter could matter in a, in a close game, but that you're not getting now, but yeah, for the most part, as we've talked about, the Eagles were giving up 5.1 yards per carry, even with Jordan Davis. So, um, We'll see. We'll see how they make up for these uh, these two losses. Yeah, on our next show, we'll uh, actually, which will be what? Mo- so we're not doing one. Our next show will be when this is the Sunday, the Monday night show, the the pregame. The po- well, the post game show on Monday night will be our sort of next day pod Tuesday morning podcast, and then we'll have our quick quick turnaround film film review. Okay, which will be out Wednesday morning, and then uh, yeah. Okay. Sometime yes, between not... Tuesday and Wednesday of next week, we'll have more. Right. On right. So, so we're not dropping one for Monday because there's no reason to. This is what the show does. Okay. Exactly. Well, we're going to look into this one. I'm very curious to what uh, some people think about what that, because again, it's either McPherson. You could, I just get the feeling based on what I heard about Gardner Johnson, he's really starting to pick the defense up. Mm-hmm. Why would you, because the way right. they played Nichols, not the same they, the way they played it in New Orleans. Why would you give him another position to learn? Sure. You could just have Epps do it. You could have, you could have McPherson play more. You could use what either Bradbury or Slay. There's certain things right. you can do, right? But the key, obviously, if if Josiah Scott could play, boy, that would really help. I I, I can't see, unless Maddox works by Saturday, which mm-hmm. is their light, which is the last day of practice, and it's also late mm-hmm. anyway. He ain't playing if he doesn't work on Saturday. It, it's not going to happen. Agreed. All right, we'll see. And maybe by the time we do our pregame show on Monday night, we might even have. Uh, the answer to that, we'll, we'll we'll do our best to dig and and get that info. Let us talk uh, about the matchup here: Eagles offense against the Commander defense, which has been playing a lot better as of late, Adam. And that's that's not just because of whatever you know the the 
the momentum. They, they're actually doing some things, uh, Washington, differently than they were the first time the Eagles saw them from a, a scheme standpoint. Hey, it's Jeff Mosher. Adam Kaplan and I love using Anchor for our Inside the Birds podcast every week. It's so user-friendly, anyone can create their own podcast, and you should too. Just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor gives you everything you need to start your own podcast from your phone or computer. Its creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast for a professional sound, and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many other platforms. It can be heard by everyone, just like Inside the Birds. You can also make money from your pod with no minimum listenership. What are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to create your podcast today. So they've completely changed. They're going to a lot of what the Eagles are doing. Ron Rivera, give him credit. He explained why they traded William Jackson. They've gone to a matchup zone. He called, you know, it's called the take system. Okay, mm-hmm. I take them to this zone. I hand it off. Yep. And that's what they're doing. They're playing a 51 or 52 front. Yep. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? All this 51, yeah, 52 man match concepts. <laughs> this is a lot. It's going on. I I, I, I give Jack the real credit. This has not been what he's run in his career. They right. were they mixed up man and zone last year. If you remember, what at, it was almost like they played maybe zone for one half of the season, man the mm-hmm. other half, or vice right. versa last year. So now they're doing it this way. And Jackson, as Greg Cosell told us, absolutely was not a fit for that. He could not play in a matchup system. And f- the funny thing is Pittsburgh was playing a lot of zone earlier this season, so apparently they want to go to a man. <laughs> no, but that's another story for another time. But he, he didn't, he's not even playing this week. He's still down with a back injury. Yeah. Uh, William Jackson. So now in the first matchup, the Eagles, because they kind of knew they felt that they could do they They learned their lesson in the Detroit game to be ready for the blitz. Mm-hmm. They handled Washington's defense so well. It They took by someone else's count who gave this to me, said I, one person we spoke to said, I count at least I'm looking at the text, eight shot plays. This a couple of things I didn't realize. Watkins drew a, D, a 20 yard DPI. Yeah, um, Smith had two of them. Well, one of them obviously was the the bomb. The oh, actually there were the two. The, uh, I still could not believe that he was in bounds. Remember the, the deep shot, the shot play down yes. the sideline. Yeah, that should have been. It, I, what I remember is return. it probably yeah. was not in bounds, but they didn't challenge it. Right, right, exactly. And then the bomb down the middle where he hurt his back because he hit the he <laughs> jumped over the two guys. That was crazy. Was unbelievable catch. He only missed one play. Then AJ Brown thirty eight yards. Calcaterra on the on the deep crosser. Uh, for 40 That's right. yards. Yeah. That's right. Um, now apparently, there were two other ones, which are not in my notes, but I, the guy I spoke with said he, he counted eight in grading Philly's tape because he's went back and looked at all the Eagles' uh, plays because his team is playing the Eagles uh, later this season. And uh, to me, nothing changes. You, you, the, the way you beat Washington, we're gonna, the numbers are unbelievable. That They were giving up a ton of production to receivers. Mm-hmm. The way you beat is you, you could run, but they're – they rarely don't do well against the run. Um, the way that you beat them, although Derrick Henry got them, but Derrick Henry gets everybody. Mm. Now the only three te- the only three teams that ran well against them were uh, Derrick Henry ran for about 102. Detroit, as an aggregate total, ran for 193, but no one ran for over 100 yards. It just had a bunch of space plays where they got them on zone cuts. Mm-hmm. I was told where they mm-hmm. just their their linebackers overran the plays and they they got space. And Justin Fields killed them. Uh, that uh, Chicago, uh, the backup running back uh, for Chicago, Khalil Herbert. Great, yes, he had a great game, and Fields had eighty-eight against them. Mm-hmm. But the other teams really struggled because that's when their D line really took their when they when their D line brings it. It's hard to move them. They're unbelievably stout and athletic. They have a very rare offensive defensive line because you really you really find a line that's both. Mm-hmm. And when they do their job like they're taught and don't freelance, they are really difficult to move. Yeah. Uh, one thing they do up front a lot of, too, is they do a ton of line games, twisting, stunting, athletic movements, and then they combine that. Um, you know, Jack Del Rio basically has two blitzes from someone who, who's been watching them told me on tape, and, and we saw it even in the first game. They, they usually have like a uh, – out of their five-two formation, they'll run a, a Mike Fire blitz. They'll bring the the middle linebackers. One of you know they'll twist and, and then try to bring a Mike around to uh, to exploit it, like kind of almost an overload situation. Exploit a protection breakdown. 
Um, they also run a lot of uh, split defense, double A gap blitzes, which we know of. That's that's sort of a Zimmer esque theory. Line, both linebackers coming up the middle, but it's all predicated off a lot of movement up front, which is always to try to get an offensive line either a confused or out of sorts, or b you know expose a protection, whether it's the offensive line or the running back picking up a blitz. So, in fact, I was told don't be surprised if you see a lot of first down pressure from. Washington. They've been doing that a little really? bit more lately because wow. teams were, have had been able to throw the ball as the Eagles did on them pretty early, earlier in the season. And uh, they've made the adjustment there, not just schematically, but also some of the play calling. So they're trying to get a little bit more pressure early on. That's interesting. Okay. Cause that, yeah. that's definitely different from what they were doing earlier this season. Much different. Yep. Yeah. Well, the Eagles just, it was, it was something else that game. And was it week two? Week two, I think it was week three because week two Wait, was the okay, Minnesota three. game. Yeah, Minnesota game, right? Right, it was. And but then, of course, this is when it started. They weren't scoring the second half, people were up on arms. What's wrong with the Eagles offense? <laughs> it's funny, it was weird. Like, they what did they score 24 in the second quarter against Washington? Something so crazy, yeah. So, that, that's what's really interesting about this matchup, I think, because there, you know, obviously, the, the, when you play a team a second time around, it should be a little harder because they, they kind of know what you do, but that game was very tale of two halves in the second half um the eagles did not move the ball very well now they had scored 24 points all in the second quarter so it didn't really matter much but the eagles didn't run the ball well in that game either adam if you remember they ran 30 times for 72 yards 2.4 yards per carry in that game which is almost hard to believe uh that because i went back and looked the last time the eagles didn't average at least more than 2.4 yards per run was like 2019. Mm. I mean, they've run the ball really well, and especially under Nick Sirianni for the last year and a half. So let that let that sink in a little bit as you analyze this game, that, yes, the Eagles exploded for 24 points. You don't take that away from them. But the second half, Jonathan Allen and Dron Payne gave them some issues up front when they were trying to move the ball. Uh, those guys have combined for, I think, 10 sacks. They've got like 21 quarterback hits couple of tackles for a loss, too, uh, in the double digits. And even a f- six passes defended. So they, they do a good job of batting down passes uh, at the line of scrimmage. So that's going to be, to me, the biggest area for concern for the Eagles is is not letting those guys, you know, get up on them and, and disrupt what they want to do from a run game standpoint. No no doubt, man. It, it To me, as I said, if these guys bring it, this could be an interesting mm-hmm. game. I know that I didn't watch and got problems at quarterback with Heineke, but – it, they, this thing could be interesting Monday night if Washington's defense – because, look, Houston, I know the Eagles overall still, still scored 29 points. The Eagles had some – they gave up too many pressures. Yes. They, 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 their tackles, uh, particularly Mylotta, had some, some issues. It wasn't a bad game, but he had some plays he liked to have back. People sort of like – if a guy gives up two sacks, he must have had a bad game. <laughs> great. Every – this is you – know, I see some stuff out there. I kind of laugh. Uh-huh. It, again, those are individual plays. You can't do that. You get your quarterback killed if you if you give up yeah. pressures like that. But it wasn't. It was certainly wasn't his best game. And Lane Johnson gave up a pressure, and he's the best tackle in the league. So they just have to right. be better. They yeah. And Hertz also has to see. He missed Nelson on that creep blitz. You got it. You got to He just didn't see him. Sometimes now on a creep blitz, the corner made hide behind mm-hmm. the, the DN. But you got to You got to see. You got to see that guy. So. Um, right, but overall, Hertz. By the way, Hertz has been incredible versus the Blitz. That's the we 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 shame on us. We haven't really talked about that much. Maybe it's because mm-hmm. he's been so good against it. He he has made such a jump against the Blitz, where it literally his rookie year when he got thrown in there when it wasn't really fair, throw him in right. there like they, the way they did it. The former staff, he uh-huh. he wasn't he wasn't ready. Here you go. I mean, his second year within the system with these coaches, he's terrific at against it. I think he has one of the highest uh, pass ratings against the Blitz in the NFL this year. So he's been fantastic. Great. Yep. And we all know that that that's when you're good against the Blitz. It's usually because you've read it, you know where it's coming, and you know where you want to put the ball. So that's that's like being ahead of the the mental part of the game. So yeah, no, it's been it's been good, and and obviously Washington is playing a little bit different defensively. So he'll have, I'm sure, you know, that's a big point of emphasis this week in practice uh, as far as how to attack them and what they're doing. Uh, obviously, now that they don't have William Jackson, I I, th- I believe when they first played St. Juiced, Benjamin St. Juice was playing uh, like a big nickel type of role because they had Jackson and Fuller on the outside, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, Jackson did not play in the first matchup. Who played on the outside? Was it, it Rashard Wild Goose? You got it, because I, I was going to see if you – because you remember we laughed. 
Right. Because Rashad Wild Goose, I remember him from the Jets because I was not familiar with him. And <laughs> My favorite name. I know, I know. And it's like, who is this Wild? I was like, oh, yeah, he used to be with the Jets because he played a lot because Jackson was out. It was mm-hmm. Kyle Fuller's really good. St. Juice, too. In fact, Cosell said at one point St. Juice was playing inside. Although he's right, playing. right. I think, yes. But I think now, now St. Juice is back outside and Wild Goose is their nickel. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So, but so someone who, you know, again, the person who's been watching their tape told me that he thinks St. Juice is playing really well. He's a bit, actually, Long. he played well against the Eagles in that game. He, there were a couple of plays where Devontae Smith just took the ball. I mean, I, he was it's almost like that Steelers coverage where they're there, but somehow the Eagles receiver still got the ball. Um, he's a big physical corner and he, he plays well. No, he's a good player. Yeah. He, he's, he's got long. I mean, he's got length. He's, he's been a good story development for them. Uh, you know, right. he's playing better. Jamin Davis, 52. Yep. Who was super raw when they drafted him out of Kentucky. And they knew that he was a project when they got him. It was all about the, cause he matured late in his career with Kentucky. He got, he became his final year of Kentucky. Really. He started to get on the map of people in scouting, mm-hmm. but that's the problem. He was a late bloomer. He needed a lot more development. And I give Ron Rivera credit. I mean, I know he has personnel control, so he can do whatever he wants, but he stuck by the kid when he struggled last season. Mm-hmm. He's playing better. In fact, when we look at the the matchups, in fact, things were so bad with depth at defensive end. They were down they were down three defensive linemen in that game. Effie Obata, who was a I think he was an international player for Buffalo. It's a great he, name. Yeah, he, he actually started a defensive end because they were down a bunch of linemen. Of course, right. Chase Young, but uh, Casey Tuhel's been hurt. Yep, yep, yep. And Tuhel. Do they still have Shaka Tony? He do. Or has yes. he been hurt? Okay. Yeah, Shaka, he's back. He is, he's in on the injury report, though, so we'll have to see if he plays. Right, right. But, so, by the way, out of these five, when they do play 5-1, they will bring Curl, Cam Curl, their safety, into the box to be an extra run defender. So they're not completely bare when they're in that kind of dime look um, against the run because they play it fairly frequently, so. And now, as you you were mentioning in the injuries, they don't have Cole Holcomb, and they may not have uh, Mayo. who's who is it? May David Mayo Nays. David Mayo, right? So I think they're hoping to get Mayo back. Like they're he's got a better shot, as far as I understand. Mm-hmm. So yes, we'll see. Yep. But if they don't, then they'll they're definitely going to have to be in that five one look with Curl kind of coming into the the box to help out. Who has played a five one against them this year? Do you know offhand against the Eagles? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. It wasn't Minnesota. It wasn't um, Detroit. Uh, I don't know. The Cowboys don't really play a 5-1. Jacksonville, Jacksonville switched their coverages around a lot. There there probably yeah. were a few – but they have Lloyd and Oaken, uh, the kid from Atlanta that they signed. Yeah. So I, like, they, I think they were in more nickel because they like to have both those guys on the field because they're athletic. Okay. This might be – yeah, this, that's a great point that this might be one of the few teams that – play the same style of defense that they do. I know. And I was laughing when Ron Rivera was talking about it. He, I give him credit. He, he didn't, I guess, cause Jackson was trained. He's like, what the hell? I'll just tell you the truth. Right. And he just said, he just didn't fit what we were doing. I was like, okay. <laughs> and, and he goes, you know, we, we run the take system. And I'm like, this is what the Eagles do. Oh, oh boy. exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of this. You said it earlier. I'm, I know you did, did. Wait, did you pick Washington the first matchup? Would have Greg no, I picked okay. Minnesota in the first. I, okay. That, that okay. was the only time I picked against the Eagles. I think Greg yeah. put, picked Washington. Oh no, wait, it was why I did pick Washington. Yeah, it wasn't Minnesota. I think okay. me and Greg okay. the same same wrong yeah. game. Yeah. So now that we've seen the change over here on their defense, mm-hmm. and there's some similarities, and obviously the Eagles go against us in practice, but they haven't faced it live with tackling. Right. I'm, I'm fascinated to see what happens here. I know Heineke is very limited as a passer, but. Mm-hmm. He, he could scramble. We'll get to their offense in a, in a couple of minutes, but I'm just, I'm interested to see what Washington does because they know what they're kind of looking at. Uh, the Eagles, they don't really change what they do. They run out the, they, they don't really, they'll add wrinkles to it. Like they'll take more shot plays, which they did come out of the bye, which they should have done anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they run the scheme that they run it and it, it yeah. for their protection. I'll tell you what though, people said they gave up pressures. They did, but when Hertz was protected, there were some times he had like seven seconds to throw the football. <laughs> yeah, he had some. There was I've seen some. You know, watching all twenty-two, and it's like, wow, he he had an island to himself at some times, just being able to a throw lot of the room. Ball. Right, there, there were a lot of spit. One of the things that happened last week against Houston was because they they play an old school cover two. 
there was so much space for the receivers and and uh, and and Goddard got loose in the secondary. How many times? I mean, it. I felt like. I felt like they could have, if they would have come out super pass happy, because obviously we all know that you can run against Houston. They have the worst run defense in the league. I thought Goddard could have 15 catches. It was one of those games. Like, it was unstoppable. Yes, that's why I picked him to be the player, the player to watch that game. Um, yeah, yeah. So, again, this this Washington D-line is a lot better than than Houston. So, that's, oh. you know, going to be a big matchup to watch. Uh, anything else on the Eagles offense? We talked about the line. Uh, obviously, the the Washington Commanders have given up some big games to wide receivers. Jefferson just got him for 115 and a touchdown last week. Uh, CeeDee Lamb had a touchdown, 97 yards. We know A.J. Brown had five for 85 and a touchdown. Devontae Smith, of course, had the eight catches for 169 and a touchdown. But a lot of this stuff, like the A.J. Brown, the Devontae Smith, the uh, Christian Kirk, who had six for 117, that was all prior to their their scheme change. So and we'll it, see if that matters here. Amon Ross and Brown also beat him on a lot of space plays. They gave him they did a gadget couple gadget plays. What Wentz was terrible in that game. That was, was at Detroit earlier this season. Yeah. Uh, but they they did a they did uh inside handoff. Um mm-hmm. they did some like see because Jamin Davis was the guy who was so indisciplined last year. Mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see if the Eagles bring out because they run a ton of mo- Eagles run a lot of motion last week. Quest Watkins, I don't know if you noticed this because you, you could see it off the TV copy. He was the ghost. He was the orbit motion guy. And then he I don't, he did something with his hand. He kept doing it. Hmm. Very odd. Like he'd he'd go like he get if you're watching us on YouTube. He he he'd pass through Hertz and on the other side, he would go like I don't know. He would raise his hand or something. I'm like maybe that was a signal. I don't know what the hell that was. It was weird. <laughs> I don't know. Just to, just to illustrate again how improved Washington has been, especially in run defense, where the Eagles already struggled against the run, is that just last week the Vikings ran for 56 yards on 22 carries, getting 2.5 a carry, and that was kind of enabled by Justin Jefferson getting 10 yards on a uh, on an end around. Dalvin Cook only had 47 yards on 17 carries, so they, the one thing, it's, though? it's trouble. Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to run on this team. It is, but the one thing that you they've teams have got them on, Aaron Jones had two touchdowns a couple weeks ago against them. Now again, I'm sorry, against the pass. Oh yes, passing to running backs. Okay. Got them last week, and mm-hmm. uh, Dontrell Hilliard got them uh, when Tennessee came back right. on a very tight one in in, right. uh, in Washington. So actually, in Landover, Maryland, to be honest, that's where that's where their stadium <laughs> is. That awful stadium. That oh is- my. Worst, terrible, terrible, but so terrible everything. Terrible stadium, terrible ownership, yep. terrible franchise. I, I do wonder. Okay, on this, would they get? Uh-huh. The, we've been screaming for the backs to get involved. Could we see Gainwell on a wheel route? Just something, please. <laughs> something. Well, it's funny because that really is, and we've talked about this with the Eagles defense. When you play that five man front, five one especially, you leave those edges exposed, and you leave the the opportunity for the opponent to pick up yards on those. Uh, quick hits to the flats or play action rollouts and and make hay sort of at, at the edges there. So uh, it's not surprising that Washington's been giving up some yardage there, passing yardage to the running backs. But that's sort of a just like we talk about with allowing running yards. Sometimes you, as a defense, you'll take that right. It's better than getting over the beat over the top like they were getting beat over the top the first four or five weeks of the season. But the Eagles do have guys who can catch the ball, turn up field, and make some plays too. So it, it becomes an interesting cat and mouse game in that regard. Yeah, All right, let's talk about the com- – yeah, sorry about that. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I'm looking forward to just to see if they do – if they – it's the one thing coming out of the bye that they have not done. In fact, they really haven't done it much all season. And you no. and I talked about getting Sanders involved in the pest game. I, that's the thing that's missing. I know it's not a big deal, but they're mm-hmm. able to do it. Gamewell can catch it. We know Sanders has shown the ability to do it. Now his hands are right. better. So that's it. Well, I tell you, it's it's tough because they have so many weapons and so many different things, but the tight end screen has oh, been so good for them this year. So I think they threw two against Houston, right? And they both went for pretty big yards. So I mean Goddard's it's, the king. Goddard's literally yeah. the tight end. He he is he's a super freak. Let's call it like it is. He is so he's the man. He is so good and they're really only scratching on the surface of this kid. I'm telling you, this kid is a stud. He just mm. he, and he's not okay. I know he every once in a while he fights the football. Tri- what it is is he tries to get up a field before he has the football. Right. He's played a couple of those. He he was again. They what did they throw twenty eight times last week? He had nine. Yeah. Catches. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, we'll get to the uh, Eagles offense against the – I'm sorry, against the, 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 the commander's offense against the Eagles defense in a second. First, we'll remind you to check out our friends at phlsportsnation.com, enhancing the fans' experience with their coverage of all Philadelphia sports teams. For the fan, by the fan is their motto, so make sure you're checking them out at phlsportsnation.com and on Twitter at phlsportsnation. Let's pause real quick and get a word uh, from our other great sponsors, including our friends for Sky Motor Cars. Sky Motor Cars in Westchester is a different sort of dealership. All it takes is one look at their Highline pre-owned vehicles that people all over the country want and need. Owner Brett Shoulder, make sure you don't spend a dime of your money before you purchase the car. Sky Motor Cars allows you to make all the decisions regarding your next vehicle. At Sky Motor Cars, you never have to spend more than necessary. Visit SkyMotorCars.com today or call 610-918-7225. And if you hop into Sky Motor Cars out there in Westchester, PA, make sure you tell them Adam and just sent you. You will get a great deal. All right, let's talk about this Washington Commanders offense um, against the Eagles defense. Now, they've made a ton of – well, they keep – they've got like a carousel going on up front on the offensive line. The last we saw of this team, their offensive line was so bad. And the coverage was really good for the Eagles, but that the, the pass rush was just on top of Carson Wentz, who – also held on to the ball. Yep. But the point is, you get nine sacks, you know that things aren't going well up front. Not that we had any question how how well Brandon Graham was doing, because we saw it in training camp, and everything we had heard prior, prior to training camp was that he was w- really doing well, and it, it looked he got off to a great start. And then week two, or against, excuse me, against Washington, two and a half sacks. It was a sack party. Six players had at least one sack. It was just to the point, Wentz was so bruised and battered, it's like you felt like they could have taken the guy out, yeah, just to, to heal him. I and mean, it was embarrassing how bad. And you know, as you said, he some of that was on him. Mm-hmm. But now it's going to be Taylor Heineke, and he did face them once in his career. It was last season. It was this is when they were playing. What do they have a four string center? A four string everything that day. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> was it the other game they had? Was it um, Gail, uh, Gail Gilbert's son? Uh, Garrett. Garrett Gilbert, yep. Thank you, yeah. For those of you who are old enough, remember his dad, Gale, who was a backup quarterback for – and maybe a starter for Buffalo and uh, the Seahawks in the 80s. But it was yep. it was embarrassing what they were putting out there. But So here's their offensive line right now. This is how bad it is. It It, it is really bad. Like it, I know Heineke helps because he gets rid of the, the football better. So we, we mentioned earlier here that Chase Roulier is out, their center. Uh, Tyler Larson, who was with – this group in Carolina, he's their backup center. He had been out for a while. He was on injured reserve. He's back. He played last week. Uh, Wes Schweitzer, the right guard's out on IR, as you said, with a concussion. Trey Turner, who should not be starting. He's like, if, if you if you graded 64 starting guards seven or eight years ago, he's in the t- he's probably top three or four. Yeah, right he's now, made he's like probably, four straight pole balls. Yeah. Right. Now he's probably bottom five. If you, He's wow. probably – ranked between 59 and 64 he's shouldn't be playing i'm shocked that they signed him i i had a guy who graded uh for for advance on uh on washington and said that he mm-hmm. did them um, the team he was with when he graded him with the chargers he said he was so bad with the chargers he said he was shocked mm. that the steelers shot him last year steelers <laughs> were bad on the o-line didn't want him back uh. I, I don't understand it but hey he's back with this group that, now, they did something really weird at right tackle. So Sam Cosby was their right tackle. Mm-hmm. He, he broke his finger, a thumb. He then came back. Then he had an illness last week, so he didn't start. Cornelius Lucas started. Now, Cosby came off the bench. I don't know what they're going to do this week. I assume it'll be Lucas. I don't know. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and by the way, to your point, they did bench Trey Turner. They benched him for like three and a half games and then put him back in the starting lineup for some reason. I guess – I guess they felt that his fill-in, uh, Sadiq Charles, was, wasn't was even better. So they may have two of the, wor- the worst guards in, in football, I guess. I don't know what's going on there. And Charles is really – he's a guard. He could play guard or tackle, but to me – and by the way, the Eagles brought a ton of traffic. A, a t- they, they Their blitzes were very effective against Washington because mm-hmm. you never really know what, what Gannon's thinking. I know he – the Fangio – 
at the the heart of the Fangio defense, it's an execution style defense. Limited blitzing, you win with coverage, mm-hmm. and marrying it to your 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 five man pressure. Obviously, you guys run a five man front without blitzing. Right. So right. I'm fascinated to see what they do here because on on paper they should have no problem bringing just their normal pressure. But mm-hmm. these guys like Turner. And Norwell, who, again, one of the best players in the game at guard many years ago when he signed that mega contract come over from Carolina, shocker, goes to Jacksonville, never lived up to it. And he's near the end of his career here. He's not the player he once was. Everybody knows it who who, who watches their tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just curious, like, what, what, how will they come out here? I, I would bring the heat. These guys don't move very well, but I'm not getting it. Well, you'd like to do that. You'd like to bring the heat. One thing that Washington has been doing a lot better lately is running the ball to avoid situations, right, where the defense can tee off on them. In fact, they're averaging over the last four games 132 yards on the ground, Adam, when they were they were not even close to that in the first four games. So um, that is a big part of their offense now. They've incorporated the rookie Brian Robinson. And they have figured out how to use Robinson and Antonio Brown in, in a way where Robinson gets the, the grinded out yards. Antonio Brown does run, but he also catches the ball a lot now, which is what he did best at Memphis. Yeah, Gibson, so, you mean. Gibson, you mean. What I say? Antonio Brown. Oh, geez. <laughs> Thank God they didn't bring in Antonio Brown. <laughs> uh, yeah, as, as, as if that franchise is in the circus. He's a marketing guy now. He, yeah, anyway. I saw that. But, yeah, no, Antonio Gibson. And it's been really effective for them. I mean, they have really ran the ball. Um, I'm going to disagree. Well, what's, what's, what do you disagree? They've won three of four, and they're, 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 they're averaging well 50 more yards per game. <laughs> Actually, no, they didn't run it well at all. What happened was they had a they had an inside handoff to Mari Rogers, who used to be a quarterback. And and Curtis Samuel had an end around for 16 yards. The running backs, in fact, their start the Robinson and Gibson ran 24 for 80 last week, averaging three and a half yards per carry. Actually, less I'm talking about a four week span where they're averaging 4.25 yards per carry, not just one individual. But I'm looking at the running backs, though. I'm I'm not looking the gadgets. I'm just isolating on both those guys. I don't think. But if you're averaging backs. 132 rushing yards a game over four weeks, that can't all be on end arounds and jet motions. And if it is, then that's part of your running game, and that well, counts. I'm you, sorry. If you, yeah. no, but if you, Gibson and Robinson did not run the, I watched that game and I was not. All right, that's one game though. I'm saying that which which are you talking about last week against the Vikings? Yeah, I, I didn't. Think yeah, yeah, no, they had 166 yards rushing three weeks ago, and then 128 before that. So they're they're well, clearly doing it better than the first four weeks. They didn't when run they had a well week 87. They didn't run a well week eight either, my friend. Well, did you really? Are you, I, I mean, I, like you're arguing with the stats here. I don't know what to say. No, I'm going to give you the numbers. <laughs> listen, listen. Robinson uh-huh. eight for twenty. Gibson eight, seven for nineteen. How was that good? Robinson eight for twenty and Gibson seven for nineteen. Which game is this? Which game? I didn't. Go and get to the Colts. Is that the game they had ninety? That's the game they had ninety six yards, right? Well, yeah. And Heineke got twenty nine. Samuel, he see one thing to add to this though, which boosts up their numbers. Samuel Mm -hmm. was a part of the run game as a gadget player. Right. That's That's, as I said. That's part of their run game. That's fine. That that counts. Right, but the running backs are not running the ball well. That's the problem. That's that that like you're you're if you give up a gadget play, and by the way, Samuel got the Eagles, I think, in the first game. He did, I think twice on two end arounds, right? Yep, yep. But yeah, they're they got true running twice. backs. I don't worry about either of those guys. They haven't run well at all this season. Not even one game. I don't even think they even had in fact Robinson has not been the same, unfortunately, since since he got shot. Sad, but you know, well, I mean, we don't know what he would have been in the the uh yeah, yeah you're right in from an average standpoint, because Gibson's only a three three seven. Robinson's three three. Samuel is six eight. So that inflates it. But he's a part yeah. of their running game. I, well, it's yeah. part of it. No, you're right. Somehow they got 166 yards and 128 yards uh, four weeks ago. But you're right that the averages are not very high. But they have won three of four. So I'm just trying to give them some credit for doing something better than the first three weeks when they were one and four. Yeah, I I, I think what's happened is because I bet you if you go look at their passing stats, they're that they're not that much better either. They're a little bit. Uh, well, last week they were terrible. Uh, there you what go. happened against the Colts, you know, they had to come back. McLaurin just housed them. McLaurin took over that game. In fact, I don't know if you watched the Indy game. Mm-hmm. He, he, you know, he made the big play downfield in, in week eight, and he goes, it's my house. It's my house. He, <laughs> he, he is a special football player. And Cosell said that they're, they're finally moving him around this year, you know, because he's always wanted to play on one side of the, uh, of the field. 
So he's not just a static X. Or actually, now I think part of it's because Dotson hasn't played in a while. So he's kind of right. Happy. They don't really right. have anybody else. In fact, no one's really. Yeah, I was told the same Samuel's thing. They've been moving around more. Yeah. So Samuel's just a gadget player. So he, you're right. He adds something to the run game. But I don't worry about the two running backs. I, I, I just Samuel. You got to be aware of him. That's the, that's the guy would worry me a little bit because he's there oh. because of Scott Turner. I only worry about it because the Eagles haven't been very good against the, you know, running backs, you know, that you can, you can obviously get yards on them. So, yeah. and then not, you know, they're trying to figure out their scheme now. They got to do, they, they just have to be more gap sound and, and stop trying to be heroes getting upfield. We, we talked about this on our Wednesday show. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's kind of what you're saying. You can make anybody look good against the run. If you don't play the right way, Right, you can take a guy averages one point yards per carry, and you make him look better if you don't play the right way. Now, am I worried about Robinson and, and Gibson? No, Gibson has not been who they thought he was when they drafted mm-hmm. him out of Memphis. Mm-hmm. Straight line speed, but he. But here's the thing, though. Here's here's the important part. Gibson now is a complimentary player. He's been very effective in the pass game, not really in the run game, but it works with Samuel's a change up in the run game. And Robinson being their lead back, I know he hasn't run for a lot of yards, but Gibson is more comfortable in this complimentary role. And he's hurt yeah. teams in the past game. Be careful. Yeah, I'm looking at Gibson probably more than Robinson. He he had a nice game against the Bears where he averaged seven yards a carry. Um, and then the week later, he also had a nice game. I forget who they played that week. But you're right. He, he, I think he's more comfortable, as you just alluded to, not having to be the bell cow because that's really not – what he should be. Yeah, he was 10 for 59 against uh, the Packers, too. So that's 5-9 a carry. But so he, he's probably up. the one. What's that? Yeah, he's a good change-up. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. change-up. I mean, it does work because they knew it before Robinson had his issue, which, by the way, was not his fault. It was just wrong place at the wrong time, or whatever the case may be. But mm-hmm. he, uh, you know, Robinson had a very good camp. But that what Washington wanted to do is, have Gibson be the lead back, Robinson be his backup. They'd split the work. Mm-hmm. As you said, Robinson's just not, he's just not, he's not a lead back. You know, he, remember, he's another guy who was a receiver, only played running right. back one year at Memphis and just has not worked out. Yeah, Gibson, right. Hmm, that's kind of interesting. It's like they're always in search for, I feel like this team, that franchise is on a new running back every every two years, right? Like they never have a guy that, the you know, that, what was it two years ago? They were bringing Adrian Peterson out trying to try to run games. Oh, I forgot about that. Don't even say. It. I thought you were going to bring out Liddell Betts to me, but that's another. Story. No, who was the kid from Florida? The Eagles wound up bringing him to training camp one year. Oh, he the had a big guy. Problem. The, the, oh, Cosell. I want to say guy. Mike something. Was it? No, well, I can't think. Uh, I know. I I'm, I'm going to get it. Name. I'm going to get it. Uh, he, this guy was really gifted. Yeah, he's a big dude. He run through I people. He he might have been a was he a second round pick? He was he was either a second or third. He, you know what he was a Scott McGlowan guy. I remember that. Yeah, McGlowan. Yeah, Scott McGlowan guy. Oh, and it looked call. like he was going to be good. Somebody Jones, I think. You're right. Um, I'm, it's, you're killing me over this. I'm not going uh, to look this up. I, I, yeah, I remember this guy, up. Matt Jones. Matt Jones. Matt name. Jones. Right. Yeah. Not that receiver, Matt Jones from Jackson. No, 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 no. no, no. God, I was joking. <laughs> but no, Matt Jones. He's a big guy who could move. Yeah, severe underachiever. This is a, the, the scouts loved him because he's a big guy could run, and he never played up to the hype. Good call, right? And even before that, you know, they had Alfred Morris for a couple of years, who who was only good in, in that in that Shanahan scheme because he could make the one cut and get a lot of yards. Yeah. They just man, that team. They're like Cleveland. They're like the Browns with quarterbacks. The 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 Commanders trying to figure out a running back. Uh, let's see. Uh, Eagles. Obviously, have good perimeter matchups in this game. I have good perimeter matchups against everybody, but it will be interesting to see Adam how they sort of adjust their route concepts now that the Commanders are doing a lot of the man match stuff. See if they run some floods on you know zone flood concepts there, high lows, just to kind of disrupt the the matchup zone that Washington's playing. Yeah. Oh, by the one thing on the yeah, just a couple other additional notes. Mm-hmm. which I forgot to mention when we were talking about the Eagles offense. Because both teams, as you say, they're, they're running sort of the similar defense. They're not quite the same, but there's similarities. Hawkinson, I forgot to mention him. Hawkinson, the the the, uh, tight, the Titans, the Washington, the Commandos, as I call them, Commandos. they've been great against the tight end this season. But Hawkinson got them last week. He, uh-huh. he should have had a touchdown. So I'm, I'm interested to see if Goddard gets involved. And then going back to the, the matchups here, McLaurin has 
destroyed the Eagles over the years. 37 for 570, mm-hmm. three touchdowns, 15.4 yards per catch, and he did well mm-hmm. in the first matchup. I understand the Eagles, Washington was down by a lot. They had to throw. Right. But that plays to your point on the matchups. Like how – I wonder how the Eagles will go about – because they don't switch sides. They play – they play – they don't sw- – they don't – Slay plays one side and, and right. Bradbury plays one side. Mm-hmm. I wonder what their plan is to slow this kid down. I have no idea if Dotson, as we speak here Friday morning, I don't know that he's going to play. Right. How much he could play, but right. Horn showed last week, you know, they need Dotson to, he, he's, he's, this guy could get the job done. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And obviously we saw um, Bradbury get a little bit caught behind um, Philip Dorsett there. So uh, who made a great catch, but McLaurin can get behind anybody if there's enough time for the quarterback to throw. So that is a, definitely a guy they'll have to worry about. And now, John Dotson gives him another – if he's able to play a decent amount of the game. I know he's been out for a while. But, you know, he gives them some versatility in what they can do with the slot with either Samuel or Dotson or even mo- moving McLaurin back to mostly boundary. Yeah, and also one thing I had heard from uh, someone with the commandos is that Wentz and Mc- – and not McLaurin. Wentz and Dotson were incredible in training camp. Like their chemistry was – Super good, and you saw. I think what did he have? Three touchdowns in the first four games, or four in the first three, or something like that. It was like four in the first three, I think. Yeah, or four in the first two. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Incredible. Such a shame that he got hurt. Boy, for fantasy, he was looking damn good. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, oh and then a couple other notes here. Logan Thomas. He's the first time he's been off the injury report this season. He had the ACL reconstruction, and then he had a calf injury, which he re-injured in a practice. Mm-hmm. He's off the injury report now. He did score two touchdowns in four games against the Eagles in his career versus them. He's a mm-hmm. tall guy. He's another guy that could be more involved. Cole Turner is a slot tight end from Nevada. I saw at the Senior Bowl, super athletic. Mm-hmm. So they're they've got they've got some talent here. I know that their offense is underachieved. I get it, but if these guys could shockingly protect, there might be some plays. Yeah, there might be. I think the guy, as we sum up the Commanders' offense, that could hurt them, could hurt the Eagles, just based on the way the Eagles play defense, would be Gibson as a receiver. You know, a guy who can catch some play action. He can get you on some screens. He can attack the edges on some quick stuff if they want to put him, you know, as like the number three in a trips or something like that and, and get him some blockers up front because he does do that well. He catches the ball well. He makes yards after the catch well. And, again, that's that's sort of the area of, of, of a zone that gets exposed when you're playing – the 5-1 or the 5-2, you know, when you have two overhangs like that because then it forces guys like Sweat or Redick to sometimes have to drop into a coverage there. And it also, if you're running your routes deep and it takes the corners all the way up the field, then it leaves those areas vacated. So if I were to pick one guy from Washington, I mean, obviously McLaurin's obvious, but the Eagles really have kept receivers in front of them for a while now. But the one guy I would pick that might be able to hurt them would be Gibson. So in weeks seven and eight, and this goes to your point, Gibson scored touchdowns. In fact, against the Colts, that he made it. He had a great touchdown catch. He caught all seven targets. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what you're talking about. This is where Gibson, in this complimentary role, I give Scott Turner credit. It was not working for him. Uh, Gibson being a lead back. Sometimes you gotta, as a coach, so you know what? It's not working. Let's change it up. Right. And this is he's handling this well. This is they've kind of walked into this one. Guy's a former slot receiver, as big as he is. It's kind of weird, but it, it it's working, right? I'm I'm not look. I'm, we're going to pick the Eagles here. I mean, just, at least I am. I can't speak for you, but I I assume you picked the Eagles. We'll see. But, oh oh oh, really? Oh, I'm oh. just I'm just <laughs> I'm just doing okay. a good job as a host and, and teasing. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I just I'm, again I'm not picking Washington here. I'm just. I'm just thinking the Washington could hang in this game. We'll see if I'm not saying the Eagles won't. What's the spread on this game anyway? Uh, it is. Oh man, how about this stat? The Eagles are 11 point favorites, which means they are double digit favorites for three straight games. And I went and looked on ProFootballReference.com. I used StatHead. I could not find any instance in the history of the franchise where they've been double digit favorites for three straight weeks. How about that? Jeez. I, in 2017, I, for example, when they won the Super Bowl, they were double-digit favorites three times the whole year. <laughs> this is this is you know three the games offhand. You know, What's you know, that? You know the games offhand that they were double-digit favorites for? Yeah. 
Oh man, until I don't. I didn't. I'll tell you right now. I'll guess. Okay. Chicago week twelve where they yeah that's probably a good guess. Denver the two weeks well Denver had the number one defense in the league so I don't know if quarterback who's their quarterback it was somebody bad was it it was it was someone bad though like Trevor Simeon I don't know it was Bigfoot no it might have been Brock Osweiler Bigfoot Osweiler yeah 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 terrible yeah what what a what is, I'm gonna guess one of those division games because Washington was terrible at the time, right? They were probably pretty bad. I don't know. It, 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 boy, they score a lot of points. Holy smokes! Oh, oh, you know who it was? I'll have it for the pregame. The Niners. They were mm-hmm. the Niners were terrible that year, weren't they? In 20, yeah, it was. Uh, the Niners were bad was, that year. It was. Who that was, was, uh, was Shani's Shani first, first year. Year, right? Right. Yep. C.J. Yep. Bathard was the quarterback. Yes. Yes. And Garrett right. Selleck was a tight end for the Niners. How about that? Garrett Selleck. Oh, man. That is a and good Brent one. Was there. Brent was there. Brent was Brent was on the other side. Pretty cool. The brother Selleck going against him. Yeah. I didn't even know that. How about that? There you go. All right. So uh, that will wrap that up. And now we will get into our score prediction, which funny. You know, we forgot to do one last time. <laughs> we 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 went so long we forgot to give a score prediction for the Texans game, but that's okay. I think we all well, everybody I knew mean, we, we expected them to win. Yeah, yeah. No, I just went for the podcast. So, right. what do you got, Adam? What is the okay? What's the what's the so what did you say? It's eleven and a half. 10, 11 and yeah. 11 so on our using our uh, if you go to uh, betrivers.com or if you uh, use their app. Uh, you will go to their sports book and you'll see that the Eagles are 11 point favorite. And you want to know the total, right? Yes. Uh, it was a, it was a lower, another kind of lower total um, for a game because I believe they don't expect that Washington to be able to score too much. The total was 44. I was going to say my, my number would have been 41. Oh, I, boy, I like that game under, I would go Eagles 23, the commandos 13. Eagles 23, Commandos 13. Oh, that's a pretty good one. I will say the Eagles 21, the Commandos 12. <laughs> there you are, the score. What did you have? You had 19 one game? Yeah, the math works out, man. It's just, you know, 21 is three touchdowns, 12 is four field goals. It's not as convoluted as it sounds. but <laughs> Well, no, it's the Eagles' opponent, though. You always have them with his odd score. <laughs> I do. <laughs> do you do it by the over-under? Is that what you do? To try to no, I didn't even take that into account. Okay, I'm just curious. <laughs> Wait, 21 to 12 is 33. 33. So that's well really? over. That's well under the 44 total. And so. you were Mr. Over last year. I was. I learned my lesson. I was always wrong last year on the over-under. So now I'm just going way under. Well, this is a year to be under, my goodness. Although the scoring's been up a little bit lately, but it's still well under last year's total. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Look, the the weather is going to be clear Monday night. This is going to be fun. This is this is Monday night football. Then the Eagles play. <laughs> Jeff Saturday led. I, I work with Jeff at ESPN. What a great guy! I wish him well. Yeah, this is a tough one for a lot of people because they know how they. You know, you're fairly critical of the decision. But it, it's it's harder because he's a good guy and you want to root for him. So I understand that. It's I, I saw Mike Greenberg's uh, impassioned. He's look. He, if you ever work with him, Mike, Jeff Satter is one of the best people I've ever met in the media business. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the Jim Irsay is so defiant. <laughs> he's he's a meddler. He gets way too involved with stuff. I mean, he just. I mean, I get it. He's the owner. He was actually their GM many many decades ago, but. Right, for a brief period of time, but no, it's what an absolute disaster. It's amazing when you look at the Eagles, a model of consistency for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yes, the GM had his problems many, many years ago uh, with Chip Kelly and others, but everybody lives and learns. And you would think the Colts owner, and I love how he brings out the the BS about, oh, look at our record over the last twenty years. No, Jim, why don't you look at your record over the last seven or eight years, dude? Yeah, I know, I know, Jeez, it's kind of funny. A little bit. I mean, come on, yeah. man. You know? <laughs> And it's funny he will not look at their record when um, Johnny Unitas was the quarterback and they were in Baltimore. It was they were unbelievable. (laughs) You know it's funny because I was waiting for because Chris Bowler, GM, I think said five words in that press conference. (laughs) And it's funny because he 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 did he Kurt he goes you you know you have to watch him. He was he's hilarious. You all were bleeping me about uh, dressing the offensive line, dressing now look at receiver. Now he didn't mean to criticize Alec Pierce. Right, but it, right. But he was by saying it. 
And what someone should have said, no, Chris, no one told you to start Matt Pryor at left tackle. That's what you shouldn't have done. Right. Or draft Bernard Ryman, who who has not looked ready. Who's a total project. Yeah. 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 Last week, but. I cannot wait to see what the Eagles do because the Colts, Nelson has not had a good year at all at guard, size pay guard in football. Yeah. In NFL history, actually, really. And I wonder what happened there because he was just an absolute freaking monster of a guard. And, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on there. I think that's why Ursay made this move because he, I guess he he made the move because he was watching a game against the Patriots and they were getting clobbered up front and he called Saturday and said, what's wrong with my protection schemes and my offensive line. So it's not like Frank Reich though, to not know what to do uh, with his offensive line. So I don't, I don't know if he tried Saturday can fix that like that, you know? Well, actually what happened is on what you're talking about, they Mm -hmm. actually tried to hire Jeff two or three times and he was coaching in high school and then he also had a son in college. Right. So he just wanted to, he was going to wait to be an assistant maybe someday. And the whole, the way this thing went down, you I don't know about you, but for me, from NFL people I spoke with, usually like I have to ask for opinions. I don't have mm-hmm. to ask for any. This mm-hmm. was like when they announced it, I don't know if you saw it, it was like it wasn't like, oh well, I mean obviously they fried Frank Reich, so I'm not gonna act super happy on Twitter, their their Twitter account. Right. Just said one line, Jeff Saturday's the interim head coach. I'm like, What? <laughs> yeah, Wait a minute. Came out of nowhere. I couldn't I couldn't process it. I was like like, that was like your uh, face when Jalen Hurts got drafted in the second round. <laughs> okay, like, so what? okay when that <laughs> happened, I was actually not. I was looking at my phone, returning texts, uh-huh. and I heard, I heard a, 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 a you know the crowd, whatever. I heard a little murmur because mm-hmm. I had my sound low, and then some guy said, "Oh my god, what did the Eagles just do?" <laughs> and I looked up, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I couldn't. I didn't understand. Like I. I and I argue with someone with the Eagles then, mm-hmm. and we got in a little bit of an argument. I'm like, who the hell dressed a backup in the second round? <laughs> and they and I, 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 I got a better explanation. I know you did as well. Yeah. And I still this, but think about it now. Think about it. How this has worked out. It Look is crazy. It is crazy. I know. I know. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Inside the Birds, the leading podcast in Eagles Intel. Uh, our next show, of course, is the pregame show, 5 to 7 o'clock p.m. on the Inside the Birds socials. As always, we thank you for flying with us. 